Are you thinking about spending $20,000 on particle board cabinets? Well, you better call Paul. Hi, Bernie. Can you hear me? I can, Paul. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to Calls with Paul. So um, I'm looking at your design. The only thing, if we had like one measurement across the room, it would help knowing how much space you're really leaving. But um, sure. you don't happen to I, I know have, like how far I, it is from any of these distances, do you? No, I know them. So if you look at, if you go uh, width-wise, Let's say from from door to door on if we're talking north, south, east, west on on the west, that's the doorway to our back hallway in our mudroom. Okay. And the doorway on the east is to our dining room. That's about 20 feet. Okay. The big question and, is, is what's the distance that you've got from the the width of the room? And you can go, you can, it doesn't matter if you do the refrigerator one or if you do the, I, I would say maybe the other one, but either one is fine the wall and back of the refrigerator or whatever, any of right. those walls. Can we go from um, at on the south there, that's a, the doorway from uh, our foyer to the back wall where the sink is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about, it's just under 13 feet. This is from the wall and back of the refrigerator to the sink wall, you think? Yes. So 13, about 13 feet. feet. You know, the island that you want and you're everybody's hell bent on getting on probably right now you have a u-shaped kitchen instead of an island right you're right we have a peninsula there correct. right you have a peninsula there so you're going to make it into the island whether or not we you have really quite enough room or not right so that and let's, that's something that my wife and i were you know we're debating and we've spoken to a couple different designers and yeah we, i would tell you different options you know? yeah i mean so we, we would love your feedback yeah, it, you have 100, if it's 13 feet to that back wall to the refrigerator, you'd have 156 inches. Now, the first thing is, once you're doing this kind of design, you shouldn't, don't try to have your cake and eat it too. So you're getting okay. a full depth refrigerator, it looks like, and you're, you know, you're leaving the pantry back, but then the refrigerator is jutting out forward from the pantry. Just get a counter depth refrigerator and push your refrigerator back as far as possible. And then we'll calculate the numbers and see if that even works. You know, you don't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. No, so if we no, have hundred, go ahead. We had, con we had counter depth in mind and it's, this is just how the designer drew it up. And yeah. this is, you know, you know, this, this very, it's very basic. And um, we live in a, give a little, little bit of background. We bought our house about a year ago uh, with the second owner of a house that was built about 40 years ago. So we have like a 1980 kitchen right. and um, just starting to, to get some ideas together to see, you know, what we can do here and what the costs are going to be. Mm -hmm. So counter depth is fine on the fridge. We have So say, say we got counter depth refrigerator. Then if, you push your refrigerator back to the wall and you make it even with the, you make the cabinetry over the refrigerator, even with that pantry, mm -hmm. then your, your cabinets on the, your cabinets on your, uh, on your sink side, if you have 156 inches, which is 13 times 12 is 156 inches minus, let's say your cabinets and your countertop on the one side of the room, which is 25 and a half. 
So we subtract that. And then your refrigerator box is going to be like a little bit more than 24 inches. And then the doors in the refrigerator are going to come out at least three inches from there, not even including the handles. So let's give you the benefit of the doubt and take off the hand, leave the handles unaccounted for. So minus okay. 27. So now you got 103 inches that are left between the face of the refrigerator and your sink. And then this island that you put in, I can't really see, but it looks like you might have a microwave drawer in the island. Is was that the, so we, that's what we'd like to do, yeah. Right. So then we know that your island countertop has to be 27 inches wide because the cabinet's 24 inches wide, and then you need an inch and a half on both sides. So minus 27, that equals 76 inches, 76 and a half inches left. And let's say we divided you divided this in half, you're going to be left with 38 inches in back of the island and in front of the island. You can measure this out. So go to your existing kitchen now, measure 38 mm -hmm. inches, and then put a chair so you can't go any farther. And now try to okay. open the drawers in your cabinets or pull your dishwasher down. You'll find you can't stand in front of your dishwasher, certainly, if your dishwasher door is down. And if you try okay. to open the drawers and the doors, you can't pull them all the way out and stand in front of them, really. You have to do everything from the side. So, like, let's say you were looking at this and, I don't know, you go into the cabinet to the left of your microwave drawer. If that's like, I don't have a picture of it, but if that cabinet happened to have a door on it and you wanted to mm -hmm. open that door you would sort of have to open the door. You couldn't stand in front of the cabinet and open the door. Your butt would be hitting the, the countertop in back of you. You'd just stand to the side, open the door, then bend down and look inside. So it's, okay. a, it's a bigger concession than people are realizing once they're leaving these spaces that technically, if you're a kitchen designer, we're told they're supposed to be 48 inches. So, oh, wow. you know, so that's a big difference. A lot of times we cheat and we leave 42 inches, but we don't really usually try to leave. You know, if you're leaving 38 and a quarter, it's a big concession. And then there'll be other things that I don't know how long you plan to be on your in your house. But always when you do something, the th when, when you do the thing that everybody wants to do, which is get the kitchen independent of the measurements that they really want, because they want what they want, what they want, what they want, right? So yeah. when you do that, then you go to sell your house and now the prospective buyers come over with their real estate agent and their mother-in-law and they're all wandering around <laughs> your beautiful house and they get to the kitchen and now they only have 38 inches to pass each other around your island. So they all have to be really thin to even do that and they'll all be rubbing <laughs> against each other when they try to do that. And so they're going to get in the car after they've looked at your house and they're going to say, well, what did you think? And they're going to say, well, everything's beautiful, but the kitchen really is so small. Let's go to the next house. <laughs> right. So right. you have to keep that right. in mind. I mean, it, it's going to have the island that you want, that everybody else wants. It's going to have maybe even be in a different color. So the style wise, it will be good. But just function wise, it's really it's really not a space that's supposed to have have this. So all okay. that be all that being said, it may be 
gets a little bit better if we try to move stuff around a little bit. Like, how do we move this stuff around? Well, if your refrigerator didn't go, how deep are those cabinets over on the other side? They're like only 18, aren't they? Those, those are the 18s. And originally, you know, what we have now, Paul, is we have an old uh, pantry cabinet with like accordion doors mm-hmm. um, that we'd like to take out. And originally, my wife was thinking that we were just going to leave that wall blank. And mm-hmm. we've spoken to two different designers locally, and one didn't didn't push us on that. The the as you can see from the designer in front of you, the other designer was kind of suggesting, you know, you you might want some more uh, storage space here. There'll be another counter. Um, I mean, we were even even thinking about putting those cabinets and you're correct. They are 18 deep, uh, going with those cabinets right there and then eschewing the Island. Yeah. What do you mean? Eschewing, make it in an, a different angle or something? Or no, I'm sorry. Meaning, meaning, meaning omitting it. Oh, omitting it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, if you omit it, now you have a very spacious room. Like right now, probably do you have the peninsula and does it have horrible cabinets hanging down from the ceiling over it? No, there's nothing over it. There's it's nothing over the lower, it. It's with the counter. Nothing over it. Right. So, but at least you know what that is. So if, right. you, if you do have the peninsula, you'll get more cabinetry and then everything works really well. If you get rid of the island, everything's very spacious and the 18-inch cabinets work. You could do the, the good thing about the island is if you didn't put the microwave in the island, you could get an island that was mo- movable. It could be like a butcher block countertop and open cabinetry or something like that below. And then you could have it in the middle of the room if that worked. If you wanted to just pull it over to the countertop that's on the right side of the the left, I mean, the left side of the dishwasher, you could sort of use it as a peninsula sometimes if you're having company over or something like that. And you're going to have a lot of people in the kitchen. You could just roll it into some other room. If it was me, that's what I would do take a cardboard box, put it 38 inches away from the cabinets. And now everywhere you go in your kitchen, that's your walking space is 38 inches on the front of the island, on the back of the island. And pretty much it looks like right in front of the stove too. So, okay. and then the other thing I'd say is, but what's the outside of your house made out of? Is it stucco? We... Is it siding? It's probably siding. No, it- it's 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 sided on on three sides and we have a brick front. How high is your are your ceilings? We have pretty fairly low ceilings. I, I'd say they're just under eight feet, Paul. So if they're just under eight feet, you're getting thirty six inch high wall cabinets, or what? Could be. I I think we're talking thirty three. So if you so if it's you need to measure. This is a important thing because. You need to measure your ceiling because there'll be huge uh, price differences in cabinetry that you're paying for if you're getting any kind of cabinet size that's not standard. So, okay. like, what do you know? What, like, have you priced out your kitchen yet? And what cabinet brands have you priced it out in at all? You know, we, we, we've started to and we've priced it out with. Um, both craft-made and well-born. Okay. So well-born is a difficult cabinet brand to give you numbers on. Wellborn has everything from very inexpensive lines to very expensive lines. 
but okay. like craft made's uniform. So if you got craft made vantage where you upgraded craft made to all plywood construction and you did this kitchen in 33 or some kind of customized wall cabinet height, you mm -hmm. might be looking at low to mid 20s in cabinetry. Did you get a number in craft made? Yeah, uh, give me one second. So we in craft made, it, it was all plywood construction. Um, and and it, I've, I've read like your webpage mm -hmm. and your articles and your blog and it, it, has, it checks all the boxes in terms of, yeah, you know, all, all plywood dovetail. Un, um, if it was at a home uh, center, you'd, you'd have to upgrade to those things. If you were at an independent dealer, those dealers mostly sell craft made vantage yeah. and it automatically yep. comes with that. Yeah. And, and this is an independent dealer of, of craft oh, yeah, made about four or five other lines. Yeah. And so not if you, if you taking a look at the design again, so this, this price does not include um, the cabinetry um, on the, on the south end there to the left of the doorway, because again, we were thinking a blank wall at the right. time. Okay. Yeah. So they gave us a, a number of just under $16,000. Yeah. So if you add that, those cabinets over there in this picture, you got some glass doors, you got an 18 inch pantry cabinet. The way you pay for an 18 inch pantry cabinet is first you pay for a 24 inch pantry cabinet. Then you pay 25% more to make it shallower. You add all those things up. You'll probably, you'll see that you'll end up in the low twenties to mid 20, probably low twenties then from that deal. Okay. What kind of color and door style were you picking? We're from what we've heard and what I've read, what everyone else is. So it's going to be a white shaker. So again, now you're getting a white shaker cabinet in a, a cabinet brand like Craftmade that doesn't even do that particularly well. So okay. like there'll be much less expensive brands. I always use Fabuwood is the nicest, I think, of the inexpensive brands. But okay. like in Fabuwood, their doors will be sanded to a much smoother finish. You won't see the seams between all the parts and the pieces of the cabinetry um, okay. because they're getting sanded overseas and it just looks a lot better. And then in Craftmade, you, you have the advantage of Craftmade. It's a good cabinet brand. They have all kinds of sizes that you can get that you can't get in, un in less expensive cabinet brands. They have all kinds of wood species that you can't get. They have uh, really nice stained finishes and more color selection, but you're not doing any of those things. So you're picking a brand, maybe in Wellborn too, if you're upgrading and in Craftmade, you're picking a brand that doesn't really do, doesn't do inexpensively the very simple thing you're requesting. So okay. that's only really true, all dependent on the height of your ceiling. Because I don't know, okay. without knowing the height of your ceiling, you might really want to get unusual height cabinets. Okay. So th that would be a compelling reason to get one of these more expensive brands that's going to make 33 inch high cabinets. You're not in your kitchen right now, are you? I just walked downstairs. Yeah, I'm getting a tape measure as we so speak. If you get a tape measure yeah. and you measure to the ceiling, all everything will be revealed to us. <laughs> okay, here we go. And I, I was trying to remember because, of course, last Christmas was our first Christmas and we had to measure for a tree. 
and <laughs> had to make sure we didn't get a tree that was too tall and we did some trimming. So I have, I have seven feet, 10 inches in my head, but here I go. Oh, I was off. Um, Paul, I've got seven, basically seven and a half. Seven so nine, you have 90 feet. inches. Yeah. Now you have a tough choice here. If you were to get 33 inch high cabinets, like from CraftMain, Mm -hmm. You would now be assuming that your cabinets, which would go up to 87 inches, if the floor was staying in the same height that it is now, and, and then you'd be using three inches of molding to reach your ceiling. But if we ever do this for a customer, you know, you're now putting, I always say it's putting 10 pounds of sausage in a 10 pound wrapper. So you're really yeah. stuffing everything to the limits. So you really need your cabinetry and your ceiling to all be perfectly level and not nothing to be out of level. So okay. whenever we do this with customers, if we try to really push the envelope of what can fit in a space, we, we come out to the customer's house and we put a laser level on the room and then you measure up and you can see how off the ceiling is. So you could have, you know, like let's say heaven forbid you had a half inch difference between around your stove going towards your sink between the mm -hmm. ceiling height. Well, they'll put the cabinets in, they have to put them in level. And then at one point in the room, the molding might be touching the ceiling. And in the other part of the room, either it could be a half inch away from the ceiling, or it might not be enough room to put the molding on. And then you'd lower everything down. And then it would be the same problem in the other direction. Now your cabinetry would be a little bit too low in one section, which is okay, but then it would still be touching the ceiling there and not touching the ceiling in the other direction. So to get the 33 inch high wall cabinets that may or may not fit, depending on how level your ceiling is, you gotta really first put a laser level on the room to make sure it all works. And then if okay. it's not level, you have to level your whole ceiling so that everything can be adjusted accordingly. But just the getting the 33 inch cabinets too are increasing the price of your kitchen, $5,000 or something like that. Okay, wow. Well, you I, have I to- I didn't realize it would be that much. Well, it, it forces you, it's not just the 33 inch cabinets, it just forces you into a line that's gonna offer that. Okay. So now you can't take advantage of the less expensive cabinet brands because they don't have the 33s. So really what your choice is, is get the 33s, laser level your ceiling, it all will work out. You'll get a little bit more room inside your cabinets and you'll spend a whole lot more money, but you'll be using every inch of space that you have. Or you get 30 inch wall cabinets and have a two piece crown molding that's six inches tall and reaches the ceiling. And then, you know, there'll be one flat piece that will go up to the ceiling that's like six inches tall. And then the other crown molding you have will ride up and down around the room as the, your ceiling goes in and out of level. So you'll never notice if it's two and a half inches of molding is exposed and of the flat molding is exposed in one part of the room and three inches exposed in the other part of the room. It will all look fine, but you'll have 30 inch wall cabinets now instead of 36, sure. instead of 33s. So that's really okay. the biggest, that's the biggest choice that you have to make. That we, we were thinking about, because it's an old ceiling and you know, with 
would like something new and fresh and would like to put recessed lighting in. So we're thinking about taking the ceiling down and putting up a new one. Um, so, so I don't. Uh, well, you just have to, the contractors, if you took the ceiling down and put up a new one, the contractors have to understand and someone has to warn them that when they put up the new one, they just don't take down the old one and then put new drywall up. They have to go around the room and shim down the, the joists so that everything ends up being level so that when you put your cabinets in that the molding fits perfectly to the ceiling. I mean, you can be a quarter of an inch off and you can caulk that difference of a quarter of an inch. But, you know, if you're half an inch off, there's no caulk in the world that's going to make that, that's going to disguise that effectively. It's going to sort of reveal exactly, you know, how much your house is whatever uh, settled over time. So I don't know. I mean, okay. it, you could be within a quarter of an inch and everything's fine. So it really just okay. depends on your, on your home. And it's, it's built in the eighties, you said. So a lot yeah. of times those houses haven't settled that much. If you're looking to save money, you could be getting any kinds of a, a dozen different cabinet brands that will sell you 30 inch shaker cabinetry that will be a lot less expensive. They'll only offer thirties. Okay. Okay. So that's I think we have, choice. and I think we have thirties right now. You probably have thirties so, right now with a little crummy molding on top and then a little space yeah. to the ceiling or something like that. Oh, there's actually this kind of massive molding that we always kind of joke about. Oh. <laughs> it's, so it's, it, it's something that is a little strange to be honest with you, but it's actually, so it's actually a large molding with, with a 30 inch cabinet. And yeah. So you don't want the really gigantic molding. No. What you want is a, a flat one with maybe like an, a profile on the bottom of the molding. A lot of times we use upside down baseboard and use okay. that piece on the bottom and then a normal like three inch high molding on top. Okay. But I'll tell you the big molding that you have now if that really works on top of your 30 inch cabinets and is it really reached the ceiling? It does reach the ceiling. Yeah. That sort of means that your ceiling has to be pretty much perfectly level or very, very level because it wouldn't have worked before if your ceiling was that at, at a level. That's a good point. I'll have to go around the room and take a good look. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest choice like for cabinet brand wise, uh, well-born craft made. They're both good lines. If you upgrade them, uh, Wellborn has less expensive up to more expensive ones. You'll need to be in the more expensive Wellborn lines to get a 33 inch, same as craft made. And then you're probably going to be similar pricing once you get into the, if you're going to be doing 33 inch high wall cabinets in either one of those brands. But if you go down to the thirties, suddenly you could be getting, you know, Fabio Wood, Wolf, J and K, those are probably some of the most popular brands that will be a lot less, 40% less expensive. Oh, wow. That's, that's what I was going to ask you. And I, I know you, you sell Fabio Wood and I've seen some of the photos that you've, you've posted and so forth. And they look like, like, like excellent cabinets. And I know that the, uh, one of the two local dealers sells Wolf. And, and mm -hmm. I had seen that uh, in some of your uh, writings as well. Mm -hmm. So that was in yeah. the back of my mind. Um, in terms of if, if we had to go with a brand, if we were going to go with 33s and we had to go with a Craftmate or a Wellborn, and just to give you some background for the other 
design of the Wellborn dealer is also a, a custom cabinet maker. And he, he recommended um, the premier level with Wellborn. Okay. Um, because he, he said, he said, if you go up to, I think it's the estate, which is the step above, mm-hmm. it's basically, he said, you might as well just go with custom cabinetry. Right. Um, that was his opinion. That was his opinion at least. Um, so they quoted that premier level, but it wasn't full plywood construction. And actually it was MDF doors for everything not in the island. It says the island is listed as maple and, and the others mm-hmm. are all listed as MDF doors. And we've got a price of about $22,000. That, that's crazy. I never would spend that, right? That makes no sense. Twenty, yeah. Your doors are MDF. And that's the whole, like the middle panel being MDF is probably a good thing. It just keeps your doors mm-hmm. from warping and it's heavier than wood. And the middle panel doesn't even, isn't even glued into the door. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if the whole door is MDF, that means that the hinges are in MDF. That means that the, if you hit your cabinet, it's so easy to nick and scratch and everything else that, okay. uh, you know, over time, an MDF door just gets very beat up fast by most people. I mean, some people are very gentle with things, depends on your family. Not me. I'm hard on things. I would, <laughs> I would destroy an MDF kitchen pretty quickly just by bumping into things and hitting, you know, you're just taking pots and pans out of the cabinet. You're not paying attention. And all of a sudden you just hit the edge of the door. It's particle board. The paint, the, yeah. the, the door chips, the paint comes off. And now there's no real way to repair it because it's not real wood and everything else. I wouldn't spend that. I have to, right? Okay. And I have to get really get some, some clarification. I, I haven't had a, a second conversation since I, I got the design, the layout and the quote. So I'm not sure if that's for just a center panel or if that's a whole door as MDF. But that one, he had mentioned both. Did that one include though the pantry and the other stuff that's on the back? Yes, it did. Yeah, that that was that was everything that you see in that layout in front of you. So that's like I said, that's pretty much what it craft made and well born. If you're upgrading to similar levels, should be about the same. So that's why I said low twenties. So okay. maybe it's an MDF panel. I'd want to make my cabinets plywood. The base cabinets don't really matter so much except for the things on the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the wall cabinets, though, if they're MDF, you're screwing this MDF to the wall and you're expecting all these heavy dishes and everything else to be held yeah. up for 20 years. It's just a much, much better if your wall cabinets are made out of plywood. So. Okay. So I'm, so Paul, I'm thinking, um, just, you know, just doors, you know, I actually have the well-born catalog in front of me. So it's the, it's the standard, standard construction. So it's, um, I think that the MDF wouldn't, wouldn't be the, the boxes, so to speak, w- would just be, would just be the doors themselves all around, or maybe it's just those center panels. But I, I don't think we're talking about MDF construction, you know, you know, screwing any of that to the wall. So the, the boxes, the, you think the boxes are what? Plywood? I'm going it, to, it's not the all plywood construction. I'm reading, it says uh, 11 sixteenths by three and a half wood grain laminated fiberboard hanging rail. I-beam I furniture board support uh, back and side. Yeah, it's all particle board. 
So you no, so it is. Yeah, you don't okay. want. I mean, the cabinet itself is all particle board. You don't want that. You don't want to spend twenty thousand okay. dollars for that. Okay. Okay. Well, well, Twenty-two thousand dollars, and, and that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's yeah. too much money. I mean, I, I would suck it up and you know, spend the the, the uh, whatever it's going to be the twelve or fourteen thousand dollars for the wolf, or you know, who knows, somewhere around there, and have the two piece molding. You'll get a better made cabinet. You'll be spending way less money, and you know you'll be sac you'll, the sacrifice that you're making is you just won't have the three extra inches of cabinetry. Okay. Uh, and then the one thing that nobody considers because we're talking one kitchen's fourteen thousand dollars in cabinetry, the other kitchen's twenty two thousand dollars. You upgrade it to plywood. Now it's twenty four thousand, twenty five thousand dollars. So once you've got a $9,000 difference in the cost of the cabinetry, doing something like taking your window where your sink is and dragging mm -hmm. it down and putting it farther to the left um, so that maybe all you have is the dishwasher with a panel and then the sink and then the, all the cabinetry in between, you know, that's going to, someone's going to have to redo the siding on the back of your house but that siding, even if it they can't be matched exactly, they can take siding from the side of your house or something under a bush and use that siding and then replace the siding that might have faded or whatever in a place that's not very noticeable. And then getting even if you, you reuse that window, you could reuse that window or if you got an even a new window and you got nice windows those windows are going to be maybe $600 or something like that. And this work that we're talking about is probably not going to be more than two or $3,000. It can't be $3,000. It's going to be somewhere between two and $3,000 okay. in work. And now it's a very different kitchen. So now the good thing about moving the sink down is your kitchen right now is really what's called a one cook kitchen. Because if a person stands at the sink, another person stands at the stove, you're both bumping into each other. If your sink slides all the way down to the left, then suddenly it works much better. Mm, and then point. now you'll have a whole lot of countertop between your sink and the stove. But there's even other designs too that you, know, you could sort of consider that have their own flaws as well, but you could move your refrigerator off of where it is here and put it next to the, the sliding doors and get a smaller sink cabinet. And then now you got a very compressed area between your sink and your stove. But now the, the cabinetry all on the back wall can be any depth that you want. So you could make everything a little bit shallower and then your island works. That's a different poison pill you pick the problem that you want to live with. So sure. that's something that my wife had an idea about. I think she, she's been looking around as well, of course. And she mm -hmm. thought, saw something about putting the fridge next to the sliding door. Mm -hmm. And, um, and also yes, by the we way, do, we do a, the table that we do works, a, the table that works the least in your particular space is a round table. <laughs> you're right so if you actually had a rectangular table and you wanted the best table for your space it would be to take a rectangular table 
and to put it up against the wall to the left of the sliding doors. And then you would sit two people on the side with their backs to the back backyard, two people mm -hmm. with their backs to the angled wall, and you could sit mm -hmm. one person on the end. And so you'd actually sit five instead of four, and it wouldn't come out as far as this table does. Okay. That's another the good thing point. about this table is it's 48 inches wide, but you have to mm -hmm. leave at least almost 30 inches to be able to pull the chair out and extricate yourself from the table with the chair against the wall. Whereas if you push the whole table against the wall, you could make it a five foot table instead of a four foot table. And all of a sudden the end of the table is not sticking out into the doorway anymore. You're sitting five and you got a clear shot going in and out the back door. And then if you ever chose the refrigerator version, then you could really move your refrigerator all the way to be right against the trim on the door. And then you just have to move the light switch or something. Okay. But interesting. So those are the kind of choices you have, but your biggest choice is 33 or 30s. Okay. 33 versus 30. And okay. then Wolf or J and K, Fabiwood, or one of these brands. They're all American companies. They're building the cabinets and assembling the cabinets in the United States. In fact, the Wolf Cabinet brand used to be owned by our governor in Pennsylvania. But they're all American brands, but their doors and fronts at the very least are being manufactured in Vietnam. And then they're being shipped here and then they're being assembled here. And that's how they can do this painted finish that's so easy to do. It's a little bit labor intensive because it's lots of sanding to get the joints all smooth and everything else. But labor is so much less overseas that you can get the cabinets to be pretty, very nice finishes for inexpensive prices. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, all right. So, yeah. Thank so, you, Paul. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Good, best of luck. And, you know, if you're playing around with this more and you ever want to call back, feel free. Thank you. I, I right. just might do so. Appreciate <laughs> it. Right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Bernie. Take care. Right, bye -bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.